Boom. Luke, how are you, brother? I'm doing great. Yeah, I've been busy. Oh I, I actually quit my job about two weeks ago. What? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I was a programming teacher in, uh, in my day job, and I have been seeing so many great opportunities over the last year. I think I, I first heard about No Code about one and a half years ago when listening to the Indie Hackers podcast with Ben Tussle on there. I was going on a walk, um, and I had so many ideas. I had to write all of them down. I think it was like 20, 20 different ideas all related to no code. So I just, uh, yeah, I started following the movement and then uh, uh, just uh, was amazed. I'm a software engineer, so I'm lucky in the sense that I already have uh, some basic technical knowledge, which makes sure. uh, learning new tools relatively uh, smooth. It depends on the tool, of course, but sometimes uh, it's, it's really nice to learn a new tool. And so- Absolutely. Uh, just, yeah, I decided to quit my job about two weeks ago when I finally realized that it's such a opportunity rich environment and there are so many amazing people and awesome things to work on that I finally have to, yeah, I have to commit to doing that. Yeah. So we were talking right before I pressed the fucking record button, the record button, um, <laughs> uh, about how there's a lot of tools out there. Like you're saying, I think what you've done like over 1200 no code tools you're collecting on no code automation tools.com. Yes. Yeah, no, Is that true? Um, it's not on that website yet. I, I have this list okay. in private, uh, but it's going to be up someday. But okay. I am collecting 1,200 no-code tools. Indeed, it's, it's, an, yeah, it's an immense amount of no-code tools. Yeah, and we were talking about how, um, how we came, how hard it is to build a, a, a real, a viable no-code tool or a SaaS platform. And yeah. how I know it because we're building V1 very transparently. We actually have people sign up, right? You can either sign up for the waitlist or request it or buy it. But mm. we even tell people, we make them check a box that says, You're he if you buy this, there's no refunds. There is, you are here to improve the platform. You're beta, right. there's bugs. We, we're so honest about it. And it's so funny. We actually took some shit on product hunt about like someone signed up and then wanted their money back. And it's like, dude, you, here's my honest opinion. You fucking piece of shit, right? Like <laughs> we were so open, so honest. We told you, you yeah. can sign up for the wait list or buy it now. And then you check a box that says no refunds. We're early. We're in bait. You know what I mean? So you're yeah. going to have to build with, and it's like, we're the bad guys. Yeah, it's right, like you're like, actively discouraging people to sign up yes, if they're man. just interested yes. for the free thing. Yes. And then people still manage to do it regardless R of all right. of the boxes they're checking. Yeah, man. So it's like, who, who's, how, could, how would you improve that process, Luke? If you were, like, that's exactly the flow of what we do right now. It's like, because we don't have the freemium version, right? We don't have any of that stuff. So like we say, if, you pay, if you're buying it, you don't have to buy it. You do not have to do, why are you buying it and complaining? Because hmm. it's, we're early, we're in data, we have bugs, we're honest and open about it all. So it's like, why would you buy? Like, I'm just thinking about myself, why would you buy it? Yeah. Right, so like, instead of going, because it's like, cool, if you want to help the community and you wanna, because it's cheap, it's eight bucks a month, but like, um, and you wanna commit to being on this 12 month journey with us, right? Because it's an annual subscription. So you're like, cool. Like it's not much money. You get in, you get access, you get feedback and we try to help you one-on-one. -on -one, right. Mm. 
So yeah. I, I'm, I'm trying to think like, that's kind of one of the trends that I fucking hate right now with no code, which is, and I exposed it, which was people don't want to pay or they want to complain. So it's like, because they want to just kick the tires of no code tools. They just want to try a no code tool, try this tool, move on to the next tool. And it's like, I'm trying to reconcile that in my head. What is a no code trend that you see that you don't like very much? That's a difficult question. I think one of the things that I'm uh, struggling with is and I think that might, might, it might actually be a similar problem, though it's not, it's not this, exactly the same thing, but I, Webflow was one of my first no-code tools and I'm a software developer. So I'm, okay. I'm used to having a lot of freedom. And I think Webflow in some, uh, in some senses delivers quite a bit of freedom and in other senses, in, in, in another way, it, it totally doesn't. But what Webflow does really well is they have a high production value or they have like a great interface with great design and the educational resources are great. But then there's a sense in which I, I really um, dislike the fact that I, I, I learned Webflow as one of the first no-code tools because that's that, that, that set my standard really high. Because every, every no-code tool that I'm learning or that I, they, uh, well, not every no-code tool, like, I mean, Airtable and Zapier, and there are other tools that I think are really great. But I get frustrated over the design of some no-code tools, and I'm, I'm not going to name them. But uh, some, some, no some of the no-code tools, I think, are very cool. They, their functionalities are great, but the design is just terrible compared to Webflow or compared to... Uh, Airtable, for example, although I do yeah. think Webflow is, is on another plane. Um, but yeah, I, I really I really wish that other no-code tools would live up to the same design standard that Webflow does. And I know that's a difficult thing because I know it's very difficult to design a good product. But I think, and I mean, Webflow isn't perfect either, but that's one of the things, that's one of the, well, it's, it's not really a trend, but I, I would love if, if more no-code tools put more thoughts and time into what a proper design would look like. Like, is that the UI, more the UI or more the UX? Um, I don't really care that much about the UI as long as the UX is going to be great. Um, so, for example, uh, this is like a, this is probably um, a feature that's been requested a lot of times, but being able to just copy things, copy steps in Zapier and then move them around, stuff like that. That would be amazing. Ah. Uh, I love Zapier, but these are like kind of simple things or just being able to press Command Z or Control Z in Zapier, like things like that, you know? Like moving think, with the keyboard. Uh, yeah, for example, yeah, yeah. But just undoing or redoing things in Zapier. That Tell, would be me great. Tell me this. Tell me this How much do you think those biases are because you are a developer? And yeah, maybe not like a, a true no code, a true yeah. no coder, non-technical person where, cause that's interesting. Where is yeah, that divide versus like, you know, these things and you're like, you have such high standards and it's like, no, I know these shortcuts. I want to use these shortcuts, yeah. <laughs> but what that's about a big, like, that's a very big problem. <laughs> yeah. Not being able to use my shortcuts. Cause I love shortcuts. I mean, right. nearly everything on my computer is, is doable with a, with a decent shortcut. 
not I mean not like insane shortcuts where you have to use ten yeah. fingers, but like a relatively good usable shortcut. Um, but I yeah I I think I think it's a great point that you raise. I think it's I'm. I'm I just have high standards because I'm a developer and I'm used to having an IDE with 5,000 different functions and plugins that I can install and just create new things if I don't like anything myself. And having uh, removed some of that complexity means that it's more simple and, and quicker to build things, but it also means I, I hand over a bit of my freedom. Yeah. So like, that's what, that's what I'm trying to do is we're trying to build V1. It's like cater... Like if you really, really, really listen to the non-technical, I have no idea what I'm doing at all. I don't even think I could build a mobile, like these people, right? Mm. Like there's a stat out there that's 96% of people in the world have no idea how to navigate a CMS, wow. right? Like let alone wow, know that. build a mobile app in any way or use a shortcut, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so like yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to like bridge the gap between how do you, like, what would be your advice to me? How do you bridge the gap between what a, a, a true, like, Twitter no-coder person who's been building a no-code and knows all the platforms and then building something really easy for, those, for not those people, right? So, like, because mm. you're right. A lot of those people in Twitter come on and they're like, oh, this doesn't do exactly what, it, this isn't as far along as X, but it's like, yeah no, dude, this is supposed to be so easy for the easiest person. This is the place to start, right? Like right. how would you, what would be your advice to me on building for people at the start and not, not completely ostracizing people like you or like true no coders? How, what would be your advice to kind of bridge that gap? Hmm. I think first of all, I, it should be very clear what the goal of the product is. Because hmm. if I'm going to try a new no code tool and I think, hey, this is, they purport to be an advanced uh, or like a complex no-code tool. And I'm surprised because it's far too simple and far too limiting uh, and it's a, a little bit confusing, then I will be disappointed and I'll be, I'll be clicking, uh, I'll be clicking out very fast. Yeah. So I think that's like an it, important thing to know beforehand. Yeah. I would love your, I would honestly love your opinion after this, like uh, to go, like sometimes I'm thinking like, if you go to our website, yourv1.com, and you look, it's like, this looks like a begin, like it just, it feels, you use your memberships and you do, you connect your e-commerce stores or Webflow or whatever, right? And it's like, man, I don't know. Like, uh, that's, that's food for thought. So yeah. um, with, autom with uh, nocodeautomationtools.com, where do you see that? Where do you see that going? Well, initially we had, we have, because there are so many different no-code tools, it's, it's going to be very difficult to find the tool that does the right thing. Mm -hmm. And choosing the right tool is an important, is an important part of the process because usually, depending on the type of tool that you're using, but automation tools in our case, uh, automation tools are an architectural decision, which means that if you're going to lock into one of your automation tools, then you're probably going to be stuck with it for a good little while. Yeah. So we've chosen to create like a guide and collected uh, many data points to help you better make this decision. I think I have this ma major database with 1200 tools. It's, it's reached the point where I, I have to uh, collect data using scrapers and all of that stuff. I, I, it's a, 
it's very ironic, but I actually collected all of these tools by hand because uh, wow. there was no one list. I just, I started doing this, uh, I think about nine months ago. And then every time I came across a new NoCo tool, I just put it on the list, um, but I'm slowly expanding on the list. So uh, collecting some Twitter data right now, I have, I think about 75% of the tools have been uh, backfilled with tw Twitter data using scrapers and all the good stuff. But ideally I would convert this database into one of them or hopefully the most exhaustive, exhaustive database with uh, as much data points as possible about all of the no-code tools, which would, yeah, that would just allow a, a very handy or nifty tool that'll help people find the right no-code tool for their next project, regardless of the type of tool that they're looking for. Yeah, I definitely see there's a lot of value to that. So, um... Cool. So everyone has to check that out on the not boring no code nation. Now, Luke, lastly, the last thing, a pro tip for new no coders and people looking to make their first dollar using no code, building a real business. If you had to give or boil it down to one or two, ah, just one, one pro tip, what would it be to people starting mm. out in no code? Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's so much good advice out there already. So Obviously, things like build in public and all the good stuff. I think what I would, what this is what I've been thinking about lately. Showing your, showing your face around is a good thing. So building in public definitely helps with that. But also attending webinars or attending uh, like expert AMAs, stuff like that. I think that's that's very valuable. And then here's the 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 specific advice. I think it's great to always strive when you're speaking with someone to to strive to have them tell you that you've asked a really good question. So when, make it, when asking a question, make sure that the other person will be impressed by the quality of your question. I think that's great advice. I really do. Sometimes I think like, I don't have all the answers, but I don't know the right questions to ask. Mm. Right, it's like, yeah. sometimes I just have that feel like I'm not, and you hear, you hear all this shit about like, oh, you know, like, it's not about the, having all the answers. It's about asking the right questions. I think yeah. that's brilliant advice. Great yeah. advice, Luke. Like I personally struggle with asking the best questions. How would you go about finding the best questions? Do you know what I mean? Like, like wow. screw the answers. That, what about well, finding the go. best that's, questions? That's a great question already. <laughs> <laughs> there we how does there, one go? How, yeah, how does one go about asking the best questions oh my god that's a brilliant question should we end mm. on that should no okay let's do this let's have you come back and let's have you do research and then come back in like the next month <laughs> and come back on and then answer that question how I about that it. i love it okay perfect uh luke where can people find you on twitter what's your twitter handle uh, it's no code luke and my name is luc it's it's a french name i'm, I'm dutch but it's a french name it's kind of difficult to uh, to pronounce, but uh, the spelling is uh, pretty easy. So no code, Luke. Love it. Perfect. I just followed you. Uh, and then thank you so much, Luke, for coming on. I, I look forward to hearing, you, hearing the answer to that question in the next month or so. Yeah, this has been a lot of fun, Jeremy. Thank you so much.